This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 31. Today we hear about the Visayan warty pig, try to guess three animal sounds, zoo news, and a lot more. Hello and welcome everybody to the Visit the Zoo podcast. This is episode number 31 and I am your host Fred Fisherman and I am the author of the 12 book a multi-picture multi-animal 120 animals to to be exact descriptions available in print and digital also as an audiobook dvd and of course discussing it all here on this podcast and also want to remind you about the newly updated anthology that's the one volume that has all 12 books in it and that's available in print and digital available at amazon We have three websites I'd like to tell you about. First is our main website for this podcast, and that's zooanimals.info. That's zooanimals, plural, dot info. And the new updated website is going to be coming out in just days. Stay tuned for that. And we also have a website, uh, my website, my personal website for all of my writing, all my fiction and nonfiction books, and that is at Frederick Fishman, F-I-C-H-M-A-N, FrederickFishman.com. And finally, if you want to help and support everything that we do here at Visit the Zoo, you can go to our Patreon site, and that's www.patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get started. And now for something completely different. And it will be completely different because what we usually do in this segment is zoo news. But what I want to do is introduce you to Joel Satori. And let me just play a little small audio clip about him. And then I will tell you a little bit about who he is. My job, my passion, or what I'm trying to explore and share is the fact that we are throwing away the ark. Which is my attempt to document as many of the world's captive species as I can before I die. I think photography has tremendous potential in terms of moving people to action. These are pictures that go to work. These are pictures that work every day. Long after I'm dead, these things are going to go to work to save species. My goal is to get people to wake up and say, whoa, that's amazing. What do I got to do to save that? And then they actually do save it. To create a picture that outlasts us, that's really tough. I shoot 30,000 pictures a year, minimum. Maybe three or four keepers, three or four. I got more fingers on this hand than the number of keepers I get in a year, and all I do is shoot pictures, and that's all I've done since I was 18 years old, is take pictures. But boy, those three or four are pretty good. You name it, we can do it. You could drop us off any place on earth and we'd get the job done no matter what the subject is. We're constantly strangers in strange lands. We have to immediately establish friendships and bonds in order for people to share their lives with us. That's the biggest thing that we do. Beyond the picture taking is to ferret out where the pictures are, how to get them, and to leave the place better than we found it. We try our hardest and we hope that people will catch on and get smarter and care about more than the price at the pump and what's on TV before it's all gone. That's why we don't quit until we die. That's why we keep going. It's a lot more work than I ever thought. 
it's a lot more work than anybody can imagine, really. You're by yourself all the time. It's a very lonely life. You miss birthdays and you miss holidays and you think of excuses, fancy excuses, why you missed your kid's eighth birthday. Fancy excuses that mean nothing to your child. So why do it? Well, because we're saving the earth and all there is in it. And that's a little audio clip that I picked up with Joel speaking about a, about his work. He was born in 1962 in Nebraska, not far away from my home in Kansas, where he still lives to this day. He's a world-renowned 20-year contributing animal photographer to National Geographic, plus a contributor to many other magazines and organizations. He's a fellow at the League of Conservation Photographers. His current position at National Geographic is to produce the National Geographic Photo Arc. These are books that have the cleanest, sharpest, most detailed, and most moving photos I have ever seen of animals. I think to date he just announced that he was up to 8,000 animals. So Joel, the only thing I can tell you is scientists believe that there are 8.3 million species on this planet. So I think you've got a lot of subject matter to work with. His work, it really is breathtaking when you take a look at some of these photos. And I would recommend that you try and find the photo arc book. It's, I think it's on Amazon, so you may want to try there. He really is a true master photographer and an artist, and I could go on and on. He's got a website that you may want to visit, and it's joelsartori.com. That's www.joelsartore.com. joelsartori.com. All right, and this is where we play our three animal sounds, and let, let me play them for you and see if you can guess what they are, and then later on in the episode, we'll reveal what these animals are and a little bit about them. So here is our first animal sound. Okay, this is our second animal sound. It's a pleasant tone, isn't it? And finally, this one is probably one that you will get. This is our third animal sound for this episode. Okay, later on in the episode, like I said, we'll reveal those to you and tell you a little bit about them. And this is where we read an animal description. And today, we're going to tell you a little bit about the Visayan warty pig. That's the Visayan warty pig. It's extremely ugly, and it's in quite a number of zoos, but it is highly endangered. So let's listen a little bit about this animal. Well, here's a face only a mother could love. A Visayan warty pig, and is considered highly endangered. That is because it is only found on two islands in the Philippines, south of the Asian continent. Its habitat in the rainforest is being cut down at an alarming rate for various human uses. It grows to 75 to 80 pounds and eats mainly roots, tubers, fruits, and cultivated crops. That's cultivated crops, as in human farm crops, which puts them in odds with nearby farmers. Not a happy combination. It is found in only a few zoos in the U.S., Phoenix being one, and in eight zoos in Europe.
Key, and that is the Visayan Warty Pig. And let's go back to our animal sounds again, and let's play them and reveal who these guys are. Here's our first sound. That is a mallard duck. And the mallard lives in the Americas, in Eurasia, North Africa, and it was introduced into Australia and South America. These ducks are known for their brilliant plumage and their bright green iridescent head and neck that's on the males the females are not as brightly festooned they are brown and white speckled with black touches it as well and contrasting colors the females lay an average of 88 to 13 eggs the gestation period of these eggs is 28 days to incubation and then 50 to 60 days when they go to the fledgling stage. They are fully capable, these little babies, of swimming when they hatch. The status for this species is considered of least concern. They can live in the wild or even thrive in urban areas and I'm sure you've seen them in local ponds and streams, maybe by rivers, small rivers. They are medium in size, 20 to 26 inches long and their wingspan is 32 to 39 inches and they weigh between 1.6 and 3.5 pounds. They are a noisy species. I'm sure you know that. They eat bugs, beetles, flies. They also like to eat worms and plant matter in the ponds and streams they live in. They also are in some areas of New Zealand and in South America where they are considered as an invasive species. They're found all over the world in those areas that I mentioned in ponds and lakes and farms and parks, especially here in North America. And yes, they are on the human diet. And that is the mallard duck. Okay, here is our next animal sound. Well, that's obviously a large animal, more specifically, the American bison. Before the great culling of the herds of the bison here in North America in the 1800s, they were a staple for many products used by the American Indian. Their habitat was from Canada throughout the Americas, Mexico. Now there's a population of 500,000 on private lands and 30,000 in public lands. Let me give the the years of, of their peak population period and I'll give you the amounts. In 1800, there were 60 million buffalo. In 1830, there were 40 million bison. In 1840, 35 million. In 1870, 5.5 million. And now they're down to 500,000, like I said. In U.S. national parks, where they sometimes live, especially out here in the West, they are considered dangerous to humans if humans get too close. As a matter of fact, they are considered more dangerous than the bears in places like Yellowstone and Yosemite. They're 6.6 to 11.5 feet long, and they weigh between 701 pounds to 2,300 pounds you know, more than a ton. They're 60 to 73 inches tall at the shoulder. They graze on grass. They've never been domesticated by uh, Native Americans. However, they are raised in some areas now for meat and hides. They live 15 years and in the wild, 25 years. That is the American bison. All right, here is our third mystery animal sound. And this is one I thought I mentioned before. I think you probably got right away. Let me play that one more time. Well, 
that's the humpback whale. It's considered a baleen whale, which means they strain seawater through their mouth structures called baleen for their food. These fascinating creatures with long fins can migrate up to 16,000 miles per year. They feed in the polar waters and give birth in the subtropical waters. They eat krill and small fish. And they've been popular because of their beautiful songs, which you heard an example of. But they were often during the earlier days of the 1800s and early 1900s at the brink of extinction because of whaling. But now they are slowly recovering due to the 1966 moratorium on their hunting. Their population worldwide is now about 80,000. That's the estimate. Fully grown, they can be between 43 and 46 feet long. The biggest ever caught or found whale weighed almost 100 tons. And they have these long pectoral fins and the longest of any cetacean, really. That is the humpback whale and our three sounds for today. And now something different again when we go to our poem section as we get to the end of our podcast here. And I'm going to read you a haiku. A haiku is a very short poem. It's originally of Japanese origin. It has a very strict form consisting of 17 on or sound units. The English haiku is 12 syllables approximately to the Japanese 17 on. The Haiku Society of America determined in 1973 that 17 syllables as the standard for English haiku. And the one I'm going to read you today is called The Joy to Be Animal. And it's a poem by John Tiong Chung Hu. Animal Joy. Freedom from all guilts. is our episode for today. I can't believe how this one has flown by so quickly. And I want to thank you very, very much for joining me on another episode of Visit the Zoo. And hope you'll join again next week. Please, as I say every single week, subscribe, especially if you are listening to this on iTunes and also the 10 plus podcast distribution sites that have picked this up. So please subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget our three websites, Zoo Animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info, that's our main website, my author site at Frederick Fishman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. And if you want to help us out financially, we would really appreciate it at patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash visit the zoo. And again, our anthology, one volume anthology of all 12 books is at Amazon.com. So thank you again very much for joining me. And we'll try it again next week and do everything again and maybe a couple surprises. Have a great week. Bye for now. <music>